welcome to another episode of the Current and Cast podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports, technology, life, and yes, whiskey. So pour yourself a good drink. Or, you know, if you're driving or working right now, imagine yourself doing so. And join me, Chad Hasty and Matt Martin for this week's Current and Cast podcast. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing well. I yeah. think I think I'm doing good. I've, yeah, did I you don't have know. a good week? What do I know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it was a good week. I've been uh, been pretty busy. Right. We, well, that's uh, good. You know, working, watching kids, uh, eating eggs from our chickens. From from the 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 all the chickens that uh, all the chickens that you have and all the eggs mm-hmm. that they uh, produce, you got to eat all the eggs now. It's about five a day. Yeah, well, that's that's a lot of eggs you got to go through. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, everything's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, was uh, was out of town last weekend. Went to Loser. the uh, the state fair of Texas, and uh, went to the Dallas area. For those who don't know, uh, you know, Matt and I were in two different locations. Matt is in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, and so uh, last week's episode that we dropped, we actually had recorded that previously yeah like weeks ago uh, yeah weeks ago weeks and weeks and weeks ago and so uh we had that one ready to go and you know, now we're doing this uh today's today's podcast we're, we're catching back up and we're i i don't know how you, how you say this in the podcast we're, we're not live but we're up to date like because this will drop on saturday yeah it's this not is pre-recorded it's not in the can i guess it's literally the night before it is. So it is the night before. Th- that's how we want to record them because that keeps them up to date, keeps them uh, fresh. But yes. but you know sometimes we're going to be out of town and we still want to yeah. have something new and fresh to give you. It just may not be as new. Yeah, and another reason why we record these the night before is so that way we don't have to admit we have any problems because if we were to record this on Saturday morning. Uh, and be drinking Saturday morning, hours before we release the podcast, somebody would say, you know, it may not be the healthiest thing in the world for you to have whiskey for breakfast, which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if anyone's done any scientific research into whiskey for breakfast. Uh, but, you know, that, that's why we record these on Friday nights. Well, you know, Pat Green used to say, uh, what is it, uh, cold beer in my cereal? What keeping me alive? Wasn't that Pat Green? I, I don't know. You I should no idea. know this, Chad. I, I'll, go, I'll I'll let you go with it, though. That sounds fantastic. Uh, by the way, we have a new uh, X, yeah, X Twitter account, whatever you want to call it, at Current in Cask. You can follow us on the X. Just smash the X. Follow us on uh, Current in Cask. You can also email us at any time at Pod if you'd like for us to uh, review a whiskey or talk about something going on in the in the industry uh you can always do that or suggest a a topic or a drink that you would like us to uh, talk about it and and i had a really good suggestion uh just the other day matt uh-huh. uh from a uh, from uh, one of our listeners out there who said hey at some point what you guys should do is you know because we're, we're going through we're reviewing the whiskeys that we like all that kind of good stuff is we should do like pepsi challenge type uh, reviews where we have uh, where we pour, you know, you know, two different 
whiskeys, you know, maybe one that's at a higher price point and a lower price point and see if we could tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Uh, like a, a blind, blind tasting. Yeah, exactly. So we, we may do that in the future because that was a good suggestion that somebody had. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be doing that and uh, all so, kinds of uh, other stuff. So who did I say was uh, putting beer in their cereal? Uh, Pat Green, I think you said. Yeah, okay, good. I was right. Lone Star Beer right, in my cereal is keeping me alive. It, it's uh, lyrics from one of his songs. I got Very it nice. right. Very nice. So today we, uh, we do have some fun topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, if you... If you thought we were going to sit here and talk about Israel <laughs> during the podcast, no, no, that was for your no. show, Chad. That's 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 for the that's for the uh, the radio show, and boy, is it's just we, it's we want mess. to keep things light. We want to keep things light and fun here on the podcast. And what's happening over in Israel is obviously uh, horrific and uh, it, it absolutely terrible with the uh, terrorist attack there. Uh, but no, we're. Uh, we're going to keep things a little bit light, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to review some whiskey today on Current in Cask. And Matt, tell our our uh, listeners what we're going to be drinking this evening. Yeah, we're going to be drinking now Four Roses, but it's Ooh. specifically the Four Roses Single Barrel. It's uh, one that you can get in pretty much any liquor store. It's, um, it's 100 proof. If you buy one that is a um, like a store pick, it's going to be a cash strength. So it may be different proofs and it may be a different mash bill. But this particular one is 100 proof. And like I said, this is uh, usually a fantastic price. I think I paid between 40 and $45 for mine. A very good price for what it is. And I think that some places you can get it a little lower than that. The mash bill on this one is 60% corn, 30 35% rye, 5% malted barley. All of that is just, uh, Four Roses is very open with the way they do things. And they use their yeast V. So they kind of tell you all about it. To give you a, a little bit of a hint, now we're, we're going to tell you what we think about it here very soon. But they actually give you the tasting notes. It says on the palate, it's hints of ripe plum and cherries. And I think uh, you can, uh, I'll give you my, well, I'll wait for, because there's a few yeah. other things that I think, I don't think they're going in depth enough on that one. Um, the nose, they say dried spice, pear, cocoa, vanilla, and maple syrup. And they said the finish is smooth and delicately long. So anyway, that is what we will be talking about later on, and we'll tell you what our particular, maybe some of our tasting notes, as well as how we like it and how we think it compares to other whiskeys in this price range. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, poured our our uh, our four roses uh, and the single barrel four roses, and ah, cheers uh, to all of you who may be uh, pouring along with us. Uh, here on the uh, current in cask podcast and uh, yeah so uh, we've got a, a few different things that uh, we could talk about and, and i guess the, the one of the things that i'll bring up uh first matt is that i mentioned that i was out of town last week went to the state fair the great state fair of texas mm -hmm. uh last week which is uh, kind of a tradition for my family we uh, we like to go to the state fair and 
basically just uh, pay a lot of money to go and have corn dogs. And that that is the that's the big thing is uh, the the Fletcher's for my family. We love the Fletcher's corny dogs uh, out at the fair. And so we went out to the fair. My wife and I uh, went with my mom and dad and uh, we paid uh, a, a crazy amount of money for parking uh, out at the fair. But the, the perfect thing is uh, it was like a nice insurance policy to make sure your vehicle was safe because yeah. it was right there at the entrance gated and uh, tons of security around so you didn't have to worry about no. any of the valuables and let's be honest that part of dallas is not the safest part of dallas there i don't is. know what you mean D- uh, don't lie chad you know exactly <laughs> what i mean i i think that part of dallas is swell uh i didn't say it was have, bad i said it was just not the safest part of dallas i think it's very safe and very nice people matt uh in fact there's uh, numerous places around fair park where uh if you park and your your wheels get taken uh there's people right there ready to sell you uh at uh at great prices some wheels that look exactly like yours uh that they will sell right to you matt uh at a very uh, very low price so nice uh, uh you know very very good customer service that you can get but you don't park lose your wheels if you park you know right at the gate no, no, no. So, uh, we, yeah, we did we did that and uh, walked around. Uh, Texas Tech actually has a nice little display uh, for their 100-year centennial celebration. So they nice. had that. Yeah. And <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, so we walked around, had corn dogs, and uh, I, I got two new trees uh, for, uh, for our house. That was nice. You got those at the fair? Yeah, yeah, I saw your face. You were kind of like wondering, wait a minute, what are you doing? Yeah. So I didn't know you could buy uh, trees the, at the fair. Or yeah, do you, or did you the, pick one up, oh, you know, like on planet? Yeah, there's a Go Texan uh, building, basically. So you walk in, and this is the place where uh, they've got people from all over the state that, you know, they're selling stuff and, you know, different foods and all that. They were giving away uh, little little trees, like little itty-bitty tree, like little groots. Uh, little trees that you could plant, and they were Groot. red oaks. Yeah, little roots. Uh, little red oaks that you could plant, and and so I've got them in a couple of pots right now to uh, get through winter, and then we'll plant them out in the uh, out in the yard somewhere. Well, hopefully they do really well there in West Texas. Yeah, I have no idea if they're going to do well. I mean, I think you uh, can grow a red oak there. You just may have to baby it a little bit early on. Yeah, so the the good thing is where we live, obviously with the well, uh, it makes it a little bit easier uh, because you don't have to pay for water, all that kind of stuff. You get to water as much as you want. Yeah, exactly. And so there are, they've got a, when we moved into the house, there's already one or two oaks that are out here that you don't normally see in this part of Texas it, it, because they take so much water. Yeah. Uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to really water uh, these oaks. And so the good thing is, well, we, we're on a well. So uh, they, sh- as far as watering goes uh, at the old house, I was very concerned about watering because it, the water bill was very high. Don't have to worry about that here. No. You know, do you even have a water bill? No, no, do not have a water bill at all. Yeah, do you have septic for your sewage? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're you're cut off from the world there. 
Yeah, we basically are. And so that's uh, that's kind of nice. And, and so that means uh, the, the yard has been a nice, luscious green yard uh, all summer long. And I think I have probably one more time to mow before it's uh, call it quits for the year. So, Chad, one you, more time. you wanted to talk about I, I want to bring this up just because. Yeah, uh, this is very light, very important. You found yes. a couple of, of pretty nice whiskeys this week that I can't get here. So, okay. So I have uh, I have found, I'm going to give them a shout out. Uh, here in Lubbock, Texas, Woody's. Mm-hmm. Uh, their little slogan is, get your goodies at Woody's. And uh, they are uh, very nice people, very nice folks over there who, uh, they, 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 they know their stuff. They know their whiskey. Uh, I can tell you that. And, the, uh, and here's what I love is and I was able to walk in and talk to the owner and you never know if they, you know, it, it, when you walk into a liquor store or whatever, do they know what they're talking about? Do they know, especially when it comes to bourbons or whiskeys or, you know, it, it depends on what they're selling. They, they may not be themselves a whiskey person. They may That's just true. be a beer and wine or just beer, or, you know, whatever. And so uh walk in and we end up, probably talking for about 30 to 40 minutes just about different bourbons and whiskeys and then just uh you know what we like what we don't like and and his tastes pretty much aligned with mine and so the uh, the first bottle that i got and uh, this was very very good was the uh, the red breast if you remember one of the uh, our last episodes uh that we had i think it was two episodes ago we we uh, reviewed Redbreast 21. Right. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I picked up the Redbreast PX edition, Pedro Zimenez uh, edition, which it was very, very good. Not better than the 21, uh, in my opinion, but very good, very, uh, very smooth, uh, smooth drink. It's one uh, we'll, we may review uh, you know, fully uh, later on, but it, it's apparently pretty rare to find uh, out in the wild. It's uh, it's one of those that you don't see very often. You know, you yeah. can find the uh, Lestal, I think it's called, where it's finished yep. in the Lestal Sherry. Uh, also a great one to find. What well, Probably my second or maybe third favorite of all that I've had so far from yeah. them. But uh, But definitely the PX I have not even seen. Yeah, and so I uh, had that, and uh, we, we picked that up. We actually took it to Dallas with us and uh, so I could, uh, you know, uh, let my dad try it. And uh, We actually, what was funny about it is that we tried it. My mom made a pumpkin, it was like a pumpkin cake, a pumpkin, uh, like a pumpkin pie cake is a, a way to describe it. It was delicious. Pumpkin dream cake. That does sound good. I think good. is what it was called. And... It paired fantastic uh, with the the spices and everything that you would get in a pumpkin, uh, like a pumpkin pie or a pumpkin, uh, you know, which I think it was a dream cake. But it, it just paired. It was delicious. And uh, it was nice. And the, the spices blended quite well uh, with that. So uh, the Red Breast uh, PX edition, very good. Highly recommend uh, if you come across it. And then the other bottle that I was able to pick up, and I, I I I feel very lucky to get one of these, 
is the uh, Holiday Soft Red Wheat Bottled in Bond Bourbon. Now, this is from Missouri. This is a, a distillery out of Missouri. And the story that I've heard is that it's almost impossible to get this outside of the state of Missouri. I mean, you've got to have some connections in order for them to bring it to you. And uh, apparently this guy has some connections because he was able to get, I think, 12 bottles. Nice. Uh, total, Maybe more than that, but 12 bottles. And he said almost immediately once word spread, they were gone. And so, uh, yeah, I was able to get the holiday soft red wheat, which I had not heard of before, uh, bottled in mind. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying. I have not opened it yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to trying that. Fantastic. Yeah, that might be one that, you know, uh, Matt, next time uh, you're down this way, we uh, we open it up and, uh, and enjoy. Have a little pour. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. But yeah, two whiskeys that I picked up recently. They're having a tasting tomorrow uh, for Rebecca Creek and a, a new Rebecca Creek uh, bottle that's been released. And so uh, I may try to go by and try that one. I don't. I don't think I've seen Rebecca Creek here either. Is that a Texas? Uh, it's a Texas. It's yeah. a. Uh, it's a Texas. Uh, Texas bourbon, and uh, I've. I've not been the biggest fan of Rebecca Creek. It's been okay, uh, but it hasn't wowed me like uh, Balcones or uh, Garrison. You know some of the other. Uh, so, some of the other Texas bourbons that you see, but this uh, is is supposed to be pretty good and uh, supposed to be, I think, over a hundred proof, maybe. And uh, it's always good when they're willing Spanish, to proof it up. Yeah, I think Spanish barrels, if uh, if I remember right. So uh, yeah, could be uh, could be something to to uh, to take a look at. Nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's just uh, a couple of things that if you're uh, you know if you're out and about and you see some of these, you may want to pick it up. Yeah, here it is. It's the double barrel from Rebecca Creek. Uh, it's the double barrel. Bourbon whiskey aged in Spanish oak, 124.6 proof. Oh, well, got a little yes, kick to uh, it. So, yeah. we trying some of that maybe tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Nice. Fine. Yeah. So, uh, that's uh, that, that's just a couple of things that I've uh, picked up lately. How, <laughs> uh, how about this, uh, Matt? Uh, a, a couple of different, uh, couple of different uh, things here. The because uh, you know I got the new iPhone, which right. is fantastic. Love the iPhone. We talked uh-huh. the technology uh, here on the podcast. Uh, I saw this story from the Washington Post. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, you've got the new Google Pixel Eight, and right. if you've seen the Google Pixel Eight commercials, you you know that they're using a lot of AI. That's kind of the, the direction headline. things seem to be going. Uh, Microsoft's yeah. using a lot of it too with their uh, Microsoft Office suite. Yeah, and so the headline here from the Washington Post, flawless or fake, Google's AI now fixes smiles. At my son's second birthday party last weekend, I took photos of a dozen squirming kids. Amazingly, they're all looking straight into the camera and smiling. I'm no miracle photographer. I just had help from AI. I, quote, unquote, fixed the kids' faces with a new software from Google called Best Take. Built into the camera on its eight hundred or on its seven hundred dollar Pixel Eight smartphone, arriving in stores this week, 
The AI helps you replace frowns, closed eyes, and even people looking the wrong way to produce the photo that you wish you had taken. It does that by grabbing faces from other shots that you've taken and swapping them in. Yeah, I, I was kind of wondering if it maybe did like a video. You know how uh, uh, iPhone will actually take a small video and you can press yeah. the button and it'll do the video, but it'll try to get the best take out of that video. Um, yeah. I was kind of wondering if they did that and they just kind of mix the faces, but it sounds like they do it out of a, a bunch of different pictures. Yeah, they do it out of a bunch of different pictures and they just kind of make you look a certain way. Uh, best take is a nifty superpower for family photographer, but it also uses AI to create photographs of scenes that never actually happened, at least not all the exact same moment. First, we had alternative facts, now alternative faces. Testing the technology, my mind kept swinging between two questions. How far can AI go to rescue bad photos? And also, is this a line we really want to cross? We've Fake had Photoshop. news, Chad. <laughs> Beauty and even face swap filters for years, but Best Take gives us something new to wrap our brains around. As much as I enjoyed using it, there's an unease casualness about letting AI edit the faces in your smartphone photos that we rely on to archive our memories. It's allowing AI to help standardize ideas about what happiness looks like, an escalation of cultural pressure that we've been grappling with on social media to curate smiling faces in perfect places that don't always reflect reality. Which I can kind of see. Now, like, the pressure's going to be on to even take, you know, for everyone, like, the best photo, right? That's going to yeah. be the new thing. I don't know, man. I, this is just uh, beyond me. I, To me, all this is kind of like moving in a direction where, uh, you know, they can now use the AI to create people's voices yeah. so i think that what's going to end up happening is let's say a company like you work for right not not saying that they would do this i'm not saying anything yeah. at all but what the, they they get a contract from you you sign the contract and once you've run through the contract their contract may say that they have all the right to your voice after that and they take all your audio and they take your voice and they can let AI create radio yeah. shows from that point forward. Well, and, and listen, that's, I mean, let me tell you something. They're already trying to do that with some music uh, because, you know, with, with the, uh, with some DJs out there, uh, they're trying to do AI DJs where, because yeah. all the DJ does is announce the song and, and give like a little uh, quick, you know, word or two about the song. Well, you can almost do that with Siri. Yeah. You're talking Honestly, about like you can on almost the radio. Do that with Siri. And so, yeah, you know, AI, you're going to have AI DJs. You already have uh, AI journalists, quote unquote, uh, where, uh, you know, some of these uh, blogs and news sites have had AI writing a news story instead of an actual person. So do they actually put down at the bottom if that happens? Do they have to say uh, this was written by chat GPT or whatever? So I, I think during I, I, I'm trying to remember who. Uh, who it was, but there was, I think it was CNET. It was CNET. CNET was actually doing this. And I think, yeah, at the bottom, they had actually put it, but no one caught it. It was one of those yeah. where nobody was reading well, the I mean, fine nobody print. really reads who wrote an article most of the time anyway. No, and, and when, and see, they put it at the very end, and 
the amount of people, this is kind of the dirty little secret in news media, most people do not read an article all the way through. If yeah, it's more skimming. than a couple of paragraphs, they're skimming through it. And, it's, you know, most people are not like you and I, you know, who go through the entire article uh, because of what we've done in the past, what we do now. It's more of, okay, let me, that's why Axios is so popular. Right. Uh, you know, is because they only have a few lines. They only have a few sentences that tell the story. Uh, whereas you, you know, you read the Washington Post, like I got this story here, the Washington Post, where you've got multiple paragraphs. Most people aren't going to read every single paragraph. They're just going to kind of skim Washington through the Post first three. drones maybe. on and on and on about yeah. every little detail. But I think about things like BuzzFeed. I mean, uh, BuzzFeed, yeah. where they do like this person and this shot or uh, the 20 things that do this or, you know, the things like that. Those can be completely taken over by uh, AI right now. I mean, you don't yeah. even and, and nobody would even notice, but they would just the AI would find the pictures. The AI would find the category and boom, you've got a whole newspaper all done with AI. Nobody would ever know. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the author here of this uh, piece uh, goes on to write, I did wonder, is this another way for Google to get our data? Uh, Google says Best Take doesn't store faces for any purposes, uh -huh. including AI training. Yeah, I don't believe that. Uh -huh. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the system has a few quirks. Before. Since Best Take relies on photos taken around the same time, you have to pretend that you're at a fashion shoot and keep on snapping to increase your options. Unfortunately, it doesn't make use of the camera's video function to do continual snapping for you, like the iPhone does. Yeah, uh, if you I want to thinking. smile in your final shot, you need to get your subject to smile in at least one shot. And yeah. it doesn't work on pets. Yeah, by yeah. The way. I mean, Google's just, I mean, they can't do it. Yeah. I, and, and, and let me tell you something. I guarantee you at some point, yes, you know, they're going to be using your, your face and uh, you know, your AI face for something that they want. All of a sudden, you'll see it show up on a commercial somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you have your little AI face. Well, you know, if you read the, like, YouTube, for example, if you read their policy, they own the video as soon as you pop it up there. That means yeah. they essentially own your likeness, I, I kind of think, sometimes. You know, and they, they create these contracts always in their own, um, to help them further what they want to do. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they have a long-term vision of being able to do something like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, but, you know, AI... I don't know. I'm not the whole AI thing. It's on one hand, it's amazing. On the other hand, uh, it can Creepy. be used for a lot of bad. Can be Creepy. used for a lot of bad, Matt. Yeah, and it probably will be uh, at some point. Uh, let's see: uh, cricket, flag football, and squash among uh, proposed additions to the 2028 Olympics. Uh, organizers of the 2028 LA Summer Olympics are attempting to dramatically reshape the future of the games by asking to add cricket, flag football, baseball, and softball, lacrosse, and squash to the program. Many Olympic observers anticipate the uh, T20 version of cricket, flag football, baseball, and softball would be, uh, would be in the proposal in uh, L.A., the uh, L.A. 28 leaders. Uh, made to the International Olympic Committee on Monday. Cricket has many wealthy backers in India. Getting flag football into the Olympics has been a top priority of the NFL. 
You mean Major like League flag, baseball. flag American football, not like soccer, yeah. but actual. No. How no, would you nobody, have flag soccer? My point is that nobody, nobody wants to see flag football. They want to see some people get tackled. Yeah, but that's I, I what can makes see football you, you, popular. I yeah, but I can see how you're you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to do that in the Olympics because you too many people it. would be hurt. I don't care. And you uh, have I, I I could see how they're not going to allow the the actual game. Plus, let's be honest here, okay? If you had real football, like honest to God, real football in the Olympics, you know exactly what's going to happen. The NFL is going to want the NFL players, some of the best players, mm-hmm. Pro to be Bowl. part of the Olympic I'm games. I'm sorry, it's it's the Pro Bowl, and they're there. And, Patrick and Mahomes the players are going to want it. No, they don't no, want it because the there's a chance they could get hurt and they don't get paid enough. Exactly. The players are going to say, hell no. And the owners, by the way. I mean, could you imagine? Let, let's say uh, you, you get uh, Pat Mahomes out there, all right, during the Olympic Games, and God forbid... He, uh, you know, you know, an Achilles or something uh, happens. He's done for the year or ever. Yeah. Do you really think the NFL wants that to happen? Have no. one of their top players go down? No. Yeah. I mean, the, the NFL, they may care about the Olympics, but you know what they care more about? Money. Every single Sunday Money. and then the Super Bowl. That's what they care about. That's their number one. Priority, oh, they're a nonprofit so. organization, Chad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the. the the flag football, that's not something I think I'd watch in the Olympics. No, but boring. Okay, why not? Let's have it. It's fine. Oh, I'm okay with all of those. I mean, cricket, it's essentially the England's version of baseball. And then you have baseball. I mean, honestly, who's going to win baseball? America. It's America's game. I don't know game. about that. I don't know about that, my friend. Oh, come on. Who Who's going to win? Cuba. <laughs> Puerto Rico, those no, are part I'm of serious. America. Uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 U.S. did not win the last uh, last go around. So uh, in the world sh- world baseball championship. So, no. but again, you got to remember, did, did most, all the pro? Uh, I mean, there's so many with with, uh, with so many of the uh, baseball players uh, who are out there. They're they're not all. They're uh, they're not all American. You got a lot of uh, Japanese baseball players. I understand that. Japan's very very good. Well, but a lot of Americans, when they kind of wash out in the United States, go over to the uh, Japanese league. Yeah, but they're, Japan's not putting the washed out Americans on their teams. Uh, the, the the Americans who are good, they may put on their team, but not the washed out ones. No, I uh, it, you, uh, wasn't there the movie uh, Mr. Baseball or something about him going to Japan and then coming back or something like well, that? Oh, yeah. Well, he was going to, but then he fell in love. It happens. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> fell in love. Uh, and, and so he you didn't remember come back. more of the movie than I do. I just remember. I remember two things fantastic. about the movie. I remember. Mr. Base, Mr. Baseball was a great movie. I remember he uh, was in Japan, and yeah. I remember the ending song yeah uh let's see uh, okay all right now, let me go to the world baseball class bring it up the world baseball classic map okay so that way uh you you know uh you, you know uh just you would think the u.s would be dominant you would think so but no but no no it was founded in 2005 the inaugural season of the world baseball classic was in 2006 
All right. Uh, Japan won the World Baseball Classic in 2023. That's their third title that uh, that they have won. So do the so, pros play in this, though? Absolutely they do. In fact, one of the uh, one of the uh, great matchups. Okay, so here you go. Here here was the uh, the Japanese uh, part of the Japanese team. Okay, Shoyotani, the one of the if not the best baseball player in Major League Baseball. You Darvish also on the team uh, as uh, as a pitcher. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. They uh, they they took down the. Uh, uh, the Americans, uh, who were led by uh, Mike Trout, arguably one of the uh, great uh, baseball players right now. Trey Turner, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan uh, Ariendo, uh, JT Realmuto, and Mookie Betts were all oh. part of uh, Team USA. So, yeah, okay. you got the real professionals out there. But but that's the deal is that you have, you've got Cuba, you've got Dominican Republic, you've got so many of these teams that uh, it kind of takes away from the stars, as you know them on, you know, Major League why, Baseball franchises, they're going and playing for their home team. Why would a Cuban want to play for the Cuban team? They left so Cuba. I know. They made I it know. out. I know. Uh, the United crazy. States uh, defeated Venezuela to face Cuba in the semifinals. And uh, baseball is Cuba's most popular sport, played at a very high level. Uh, Japan faced Mexico in the semifinals. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. You had the U.S. and uh, Japan face each other, and uh, Japan won. Uh. Yeah, so here you go. Uh, Japan has won three times the World Baseball Championship. Dominican Republic once. The United States one time. And that's it. Wow. That's it. Well, that's, all I'm that's saying is the United States better step it up. Yeah, uh, let's see. Puerto Rico has been the runner-up twice. Cuba once. South Korea once. Uh, the United States once. We do uh, win all the basketball, you know, Olympic. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time. It's it's kind of gone downhill since the uh, the old dream team. Yeah, but nobody wants to be in it anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, uh, ALCS, the uh, Rangers and the Astros in the ALCS. That's like the perfect matchup there. Yeah. I mean, starts on uh, starts on Sunday. Either way, Texas wins there. Well, I not guess. Texas Rangers, the state of Texas. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Are you? Who are you pulling for? Are you gonna pull oh, for I'm anybody? Always, in that one? I'm always the Rangers fan. Okay, all yeah, right. I was always. just making sure. I was just making no, sure. I didn't no. know if you know you were gonna go with the uh, disasters or not. I don't no, know. but okay. I, I, we both know somebody who will. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking about maybe having some people over mm -hmm. uh, at some point and having like a game watching party. Yeah. Do I invite Astro fans or do I say y'all can watch outside? Like, you know, like we'll we'll make patio equipment available to you. But you got to watch outside. The the only problem is if the Astros win, you'll be fine with the Astros fan being there, fans. Uh, yeah. But if the Rangers win, the Astros fans will probably throw a fit. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't want the Astros fans 
you know, like if, if the Astros win, I don't, I don't want to hear it. You don't like, want to right in your face. No, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear them. They, they, they've had their times to win. All it's right. time for the Rangers. Well, that doesn't matter. You're a Cubby fan anyway. I do. I yeah, do you, love my Cubbies. Yeah, you, but uh, I also I love I love my Rangers. I now. don't know about that. You sure jumped ship as soon as the Cubs came along. No, and here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. When when the Rangers got rid of uh, what's his no name? No one, right? Uh, no, no. Well, okay, yeah. When so that's that's where I fell off the Rangers. Right. Is when they got rid of Nolan. When they did Nolan dirty. Right. And uh, they kept the uh, they kept the GM who now I can't even remember his name uh, off the top of my head, but he was awful. Right. Uh, and and uh, they 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 kept him and they got rid of Nolan Ryan. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm done. I'm done. But uh, they tried I, to make amends the since then, right? What's that? They tried to make amends since then. Oh yeah, yeah. Something like, that Texas uh, Tech never did pitch. with the Pirate. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Nolan threw out the final pitch at uh, the old uh, baseball stadium, and they kind of all, you know, once the new GM, uh, Chris Young, took over, everyone's kind of happy, happy, and, and all that kind of good stuff. Could he still get it over the plate? Of course. Okay. And plus, you got uh, Texas Tech, Chris, you got uh, 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 Josh Young, who's uh, over on the uh, uh, for the Rangers. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm go Rangers. Go Rangers, okay. go Cubs. Well, just making sure. Yeah. And, and again, the difficult decision would be when the Cubs face uh, face the Rangers in the World Series. That not, that's going to be a house divided. Not think, a difficult decision at all. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a house no, divided. No, that's not. That that's a simple. But Go Texas. I, I don't think I have to worry about that anytime soon. No. So that's a that's a that's a good thing. It'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be all right. There's nothing. Uh. Just don't have to worry about that too much. How about this? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld hinting at a Seinfeld reunion 25 years after the show ended, Matt. Would you watch Would you watch a uh, Seinfeld special if they uh, did like a one-run only? Not an entire season, but like a, uh, like a, a come-together type episode? No. Why I, not? I hated those episodes, especially as a kid. You get the Cheers one where they bring all the guys on stage and they're talking. Then they do their favorite moments and they show the little clip. I hated no, no, those no, no, episodes. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean. They're actually going to make they do actual new episodes. Yeah. Like, a whole like new one, episode. one season or something. Yeah. No, no, I'd watch they do that. One, they do one episode and it's just kind of a, hey. Here, here's where they are now, but it's a, like an episode of Seinfeld. Maybe, maybe I would watch yeah. that. But, the, but the whole—if they just do like they did when they put all the coming together—and oh, remember yeah. that time that uh, you know you had shrinkage? No, ah. no, thank you. Yeah. Okay. See, that's a yada 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 moment right there. <laughs> remember that time you had shrinkage? Yada yada yada. She walked in on you. Uh, it's shrinkage. Yeah. You are very embarrassed, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Seinfeld co-creator and actor Jerry Seinfeld hinted that a reunion for the popular sitcom may be in the works, according to Fox. Uh, during a recent performance for his comedy show, Seinfeld, who's 69 years old, by the way, wow, teased that he and co-creator Larry David were working on a special project for fans. He looks great for that age. Oh, yeah. He, uh... He said, I have a little secret for you about the ending, but I can't really tell it because it's a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? 
because you can't tell anybody. Seinfeld began in an Instagram video. Uh, he said something is going to happen that has to do with the ending. Hasn't happened yet. And yeah, just uh, what you are thinking about, Larry and I have been thinking about, so you'll see. So that from uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I wonder if they bring back uh, Kramer, Michael Richards. You have to. Yeah, he got in a little trouble a while back. I know, I remember that. He just used a few words on stage or whatever, but... Yeah, yeah oopsie. It's not... The, <laughs> it's not the same without him. I mean, it's no, not the same he's, show. He's got to be there. He, if they're going to do a it's reunion show, he's got to be there. I agree. You got to have you got to have Elaine. You got to have George. You got to have Jerry. I don't care about any of the rest of the you know the extra characters, but you got to have all of them. Well, and I think that uh, Jerry Seinfeld and um, crap, I lost his name. The the creator, um, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah, I think that they're very anti cancel culture. And so I think I don't think no. they would do that. Now the networks may have a problem with it, but I I don't think that they will. I think they would be more than happy to have him back in. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Like you said, I, you know, as long as they don't do a, hey, do you remember this? Hey, do you remember what was your favorite I line? What those. was your favorite yada yada? Yeah, that yada. was horrible. Yeah, That'd as be long terrible. as they don't do that, that'll be fine. Let's bring everybody back. Let's do another run of it. Why not? It's still a hilarious show. And then they have that guy on stage with the with the microphone asking them the questions. So yeah. uh, y'all seem to have some great chemistry on the stage. Was there, you know, anything in the background? No, no, we were, you know, we were just friends. You know, th that that kind of thing. Well, let me remember this clip where y'all did this. You know, I hate those. So, Jerry, uh, did you uh, did you and Elaine really ever yada, yada, yada? <laughs> it was shrinkage. Uh, let's see. You're listening to the current and cask podcast. Remember, you can email us at anytime caskerspine at gmail.com. Follow us now on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at current and cask. We're going to start posting some stuff on there. And because, uh, you know, you got to be everywhere on social media these days. So we'll be on there and. Uh, you can come by, say hello, and uh, we'll post images of, you know, drinks, uh, you know, bottles that we're drinking, all that kind of good stuff, and send it out on on X. That's right. Yeah. All that good stuff. Uh, Matt, we've been drinking today Four Roses, the single barrel Four Roses. Uh, tell uh, tell the, the caskers out there all about it. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you. a drink. Yeah, drink. I did. I, I, you know, you got to remember, you know, we got to, yeah, got to, got to refresh there. Oh, ooh, yes. Yeah. And then you got to swish it around a little bit. No. Right. Um, so I was looking at, again, at the notes that uh, they put on here. Palette was hints of ripe plum and cherries and that's where they finished. And I really feel like, um, I can kind of get the plums, I almost get maybe some bright apple, but they're, they're not really putting out the spice that's in there. And I really think that there are there's a lot of cinnamon there's a lot of spice it's a higher rye um mash bill and because of that you can really taste that rye spice coming through um it's it's a great one i would love to have it in a a full proof i wish they would sell it at full proof but they don't um not this particular one 
because I think that some of the um, the reason why I, you get some of that green or uh, bright plum flavor, uh, ripe plum, um, ripe apple kind of uh, delicateness is because it is slightly watered down. But I want to say, you know, we talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago, or actually in the line of things, it was last episode. I really think when it comes to the the ones that are hard to find sometimes, the Buffalo Trace, uh, lower-end bourbons, and, and some of those, this is a fantastic second choice to those if you can't find them. And yeah. price-wise, it may even be a better choice overall because you've got the, uh, let's say, the Eagle Rare 10. This one, um, just to give you... A few more things. This one's aged between seven to nine years, so it's it's got some good age to it. And it, it's just a very, very good, easy to drink, very approachable bourbon that is not, um, not overly expensive. It's not hard to find. And I think you're going to have a hard time finding some of those uh, that, that everybody talks about finding that they're better than this. I don't think you're going to find that. Um, I, I don't think you're going to go wrong with this Four Roses single barrel, personally. No, I, I mean, it's a very uh, it's it's a very good drink. It It is uh, something that, I mean, if you just do a simple Google search on it, Matt, I, th- there are so many places that list it as a top 30 bourbon, uh, a top, you know, one of their top drinks, one of their top favorite bourbons. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it is. Uh, it, it's just renowned for being a, a favorite of everyone who has it uh, and drinks it. And uh, to me, it's just it's it's very good. Very. Uh, it's just a fantastic uh, bourbon. I mean, I, I, it's it's one of those go tos. I think an easy go to. To me, more complex than a than a Weller. Uh, more complex than a Buffalo Trace. And uh, to me, that's a good thing. I like I like having that complexity. Uh, that comes with uh, four roses and the in the, the uh, single barrel. Well, and I'll tell you what else. It's a single barrel, so you're going to have some slight differences between one and another. But what yeah. I've found is that I have not had a bad one. Like sometimes you'll get a single barrel of one, and you're like, man, that was a flat one. And then you'll try it again from the same. It'll be the same bottle, but it was you know maybe a different barrel, and you're like, man, that was fantastic. This, I have not had one that I was like, oh, man, that was just flat. That was not good. You know, every single one that I've had has been good. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, and, and, I mean, that that's something that uh, comes with, you know, when it, when it comes to Four Roses, that's what they're known for. Uh, they're known for being an excellent distillery and, and putting out uh, an excellent product and uh, one that is consistent consistently good not you know not consistent where it's going to taste the same in every barrel but just consistently good and and something that people very, uh, in, enjoy and anytime you say uh, if somebody asks you hey what do you think about the you know if they go into a room full of people who enjoy uh, a good whiskey and they say what do you think about the four roses uh you know single barrel i, I don't think anyone's going to say ah ah it's overrated ah man it's over it's not that uh, good of a drink. I don't think anyone would ever say that. No. In fact, I, I will say this. Sorry. I don't have a mute button. So, 
But I'll say this: I I work at a um, at a liquor store, and you know I've I've know what they've had in the past just from what they've told me, and they've had some Weller one hundred and sevens, they've had some um, Eagle rares, and they've they've had some Buffalo traces, they've had some of each of those in single barrel. Now it's been a little bit, but out of all of those, the fastest selling one they have is the Four Roses. They get a Four Roses single barrel at cash strength. They put it out on the shelf, and it's gone within a weekend. 30 cases gone within a weekend. These others usually last a week or two. You know, they even though people start to find out they're there, they don't disappear nearly as fast. But as soon as they find out that Four Roses is there, they're waiting in line to grab one. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you... We both had have had Blanton's. Mm-hmm which a lot of people always try to find. How, how would you hold this up to a Blanton's? I mean, I would probably put it pretty close to the same category. I mean, what what do you think? I mean, what I mean, is well, your I personal mean, you know, remember, I mean, as far it, it, as easy to find, absolutely. The problem I've had with, you know, Blanton's is, uh, number one, it's hard to find. Number two, it's always more expensive. If you put Blanton's at the same price level as this, then I might pick up a Blanton's. Yeah. But looking at the price range, looking at how hard it is to find, this is definitely the one I'm jumping to. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think if, if you're looking for, and let's just, we're going taste only, we're going juice only here, right? Uh, people like Blanton's for, you know, for the bottle and for the horse on top, all that. I'm guilty of that too. I'm there. I do also like Blanton's. I think it's very good. But, you know, when you talk about, what did you say, 45, 50 bucks? Yeah. For 40, Four 40, Roses single barrel? 45 for the for the one I just bought. Okay. Because I literally just bought this for this episode, and it was and $45. And some people are buying Blanton's for well over 200 bucks now? They are. Um, some of the places I've seen it, uh, 200 I know our store, when we're able to have it, it's 120 which is halfway reasonable compared to some of the ones that I've seen. And I've always thought we're a little high on everything. Uh, But if you go down to the distillery, you get it for 65 bucks. Right. Yeah. So for 65 bucks. Yeah, sure. Give me some blends. Absolutely. Uh, If, if you're just, you know, if you have this bottle and you can find this bottle and you're, you're, you're going, huh, let's see, just purely for juice only. Do I want the, the four roses uh, single barrel or do I want to, Throw out two hundred bucks for Blanton's, pick up uh, four roses. Yeah. You're going to be very happy. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: with Blanton's, uh, one of the things that I've noticed is some people really like it, some people don't. And I think that's because maybe the barrels don't have the consistency that the Four Roses has. I mean, some people are like, "Oh, I picked up this one, and it just wasn't as good as everybody says it was." Well, it could be just because it's a single barrel, and each barrel's different. But I as far that, as Four I, Roses, I just really think that they have a consistent product that's fantastic. I, I think that might be part of it, but I think also, I, I think for some folks out there, if they're looking at a one hundred and fifty dollars, let's just you know say one fifty one twenty to one fifty, you're expecting to get something that knocks your socks off. You know, you're you're expecting something to be that that's going to be really 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 good uh like you said you can get it at the store for 65 or at the distillery for 65 bucks 
you know, you, you compare a $65 bottle to a $55 bottle, uh, let's just say, and okay, there, there, there's, you know, there, there might be, you, you may not uh, be too, too uh, disappointed in what you get in the $65 uh, bottle versus the $55 bottle. But if you're to pay 150 to $200 and you, you you're, I think expectations are higher yeah, if you're paying that much money, sure. which is not fair for Blanton's because it's the market that's driving that price and it's the, the sellers that are driving uh, that price. But, you know, that's just, that, that, that's kind of how it is. It's like with the uh, Red Breast 21. The Red Breast 21 is how much? $300. $320 is what I paid for yeah. that one. Fantastic. It's a fanta- really good drink. It really is. It is a fantastic drink. The Red Breast 27, the guy who I was talking to uh, the other day, he said he, was, he, he could get 600 bucks for it. Yeah. And he's like, now, you know. It's a great drink. It's a fantastic one, uh, but twenty one is really, 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 really good. Uh, so go with the twenty one if you can find it. Uh, I mean, so it's just I, I, again, I think when you're paying a, for a six hundred dollar bottle, what is your expectation on that? I mean, your expectation has to be pretty high. And I think that and was then, my problem with the twenty one is I don't I didn't think it was one hundred and fifty dollars better than the fifteen. Right. And uh, and I think that's, that's where your disappointment comes. The 15 is excellent. The 21 is excellent. But is it $150 more? Well, and see, and that's that's probably where you and I are a little bit different because you had had the 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had had the Red Breast 12 numerous times, but I, I had probably tried the 15 from you, but it wasn't something that I was in my collection. So when you brought out the, the 21... It's like okay, this well, is it's, it's this definitely. Is good. This uh, is good. I, I will admit, compared to the twelve, I would take the twenty-one ten times out of yeah. ten, even paying more money. Yeah, so I think I think it goes back to the expectation game uh, on uh, on that sometimes of yeah, you know what you're going to be getting. So uh, you know, just uh, just kind of keep that in mind whenever you're out uh, looking for uh, a new uh, bourbon, a new whiskey that you might be. Uh, might be wanting to try. You know, so, don't always go for the prettiest, most complex bottle. It's it's really about the juice. That's what should matter at the end of the day. So uh, I'm just going to ask because I haven't talked to you about this. You just uh, yeah. brought this up. We're going to have an, I guess, an X for current uh, and cask, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we going to be posting, you know, some of our new whiskeys that we buy, what we think of them, what the the good, the bad, the ugly kind of thing? Sure. Whatever you want to do. Okay. I'll give you I the login. I was just wondering. I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. No, that's fine. I, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> it's fine. I, I'm just asking. I mean, what... I, what were you thinking I, uh, it was going to be? Here's, here's, here's my rules, okay, All for, right. uh, for, uh, for the current in-cask X. Uh-huh. Uh, do not, Matt, do not, under any circumstances, post photos of you in a Speedo. That is really the only rule that I have uh, for, for our uh, X account. My wife would shoot me if I did you, that anyway. Do whatever you want with your OnlyFans. I don't care. Uh, you know, your, your only, well, you're not going account... to, can- you're not going to cancel me like that uh, teacher was, uh, no. And the teacher, I don't even know if she should have been canceled. 
you know, what did she do wrong? It's hard to get the attention of a classroom when they've all seen you naked. She okay? got them. She, she got their attention that I can tell you. And she probably got all the attention of a at few attention. dads out there. There, there may have been a numerous dads who never would have paid attention to that classroom. Uh, if if she had not been on OnlyFans, which is why she got canceled, because all the moms <laughs> found out well, the about moms it. Got mad, yeah. The moms got the moms got mad. That's what that was about. <laughs> I guarantee you, there was a dad who found the OnlyFans. He was like, oh, yeah, and 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 he got caught, and, and he got mama. caught by his wife, and she's like, and I mama, recognize her. And mama got mad. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's how that all went down. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll hold that story over for next week. All right. We'll, we'll have a little bit of fun with that. So, uh, Matt, no speedo uh, photos that, on the uh, Kearney Cask X. Don't worry about that one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do not promote your OnlyFans account. So uh, just stay away from that You one. said you didn't care what I did with my OnlyFans account. No, you, you can do whatever you want with your OnlyFans account. Just don't promote it. On the current in cast oh, okay. X okay. account. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I think I can handle By that. the way, Matt's uh, OnlyFans account is just him shaping his beard. And uh, people pay a lot of money to see that because he's got a, a, a fantastic beard going. I'm thinking about uh, getting right into the, the foot side of things, too. Uh, <laughs> you started it. I'm just saying. Are you going to put your beard on somebody's foot? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just going to show pictures gross. of my foot. Don't do that, Matt. Yeah. No one wants to see your bearded toes. Nobody wants to see it's, that. They're hobbit feet. Uh, yes, they are. Yes. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Current and Cask. Don't forget, you can email us, caskerspied at gmail.com. That's caskerspied at gmail.com. You can also... Follow me on X and Matt on X at Chad HD Radio at Matt Martin Radio. And of course, you can follow us at Current in Cask as well. I uh, invite all of you to have a wonderful rest of your week and enjoy the uh, Chad HD Show podcast available on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Enjoy life and cheers.